it was then that I really realized how much joy I get from connecting with people regardless of where they are. And and I remember some some of my clients would message me from South Africa or Australia and say, oh, I'm taking class. I can't wait to see you. And it always just, it just made me so happy. And that sometimes that 30 minutes or 15 minutes or 45 minutes that I'm with someone, that that's an opportunity to create more community. And so that's what I really think about when I'm teaching is that it's a gift to be able to connect with people and to have a community in any kind of way, shape, form, or format, even if it's virtually. Hi, I'm Derek Mills. Welcome to the Glow Podcast. This is the second of a new series for the Glow Podcast that is focusing on Glow teachers. Today, I'm interviewing Ketanya Henderson. She and I talk about her background in the performing arts and how it informs her practice and teaching and we discuss her experiences behind the scenes at GLOW, working with our team. Of the various topics our team is curious about and wanted me to ask our teachers is how they work through anxiety, stress, and burnout. Ketanya has some answers I think you'll appreciate, and she shares some information about her upcoming retreat in Costa Rica. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Ketanya Henderson. Hi, Katanya. Hi. So great to be here with you. I was uh, with you virtually earlier. I took your uh, core and cardio hit class on GLOW. Ooh. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling energized. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how did it go? <laughs> yeah, I, I do the, I don't do all of the uh, advanced movements. I, I do some of the modified movements. All good. As long as you get it in. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank you for doing the two podcast episodes that you did, hosting them uh, with one with your mom and the other with Ivory Jenkins. What was that like for you? Um, you know, with my mom, that's just such, it's so special. You know, she has been doing it with free now for over 45 years. And just having an opportunity to speak to her and her talk about what it is that she's doing. It's just, that's just so special for me. You know, I think sometimes we get caught up in our own daily lives and we don't think about the things that other people are doing that have a, you know, have been inspiration and motivation to, you know, where we are today and truly what she does has inspired me so much to be able to do what I'm doing today. Yeah, I recommend people listen to it if you're wanting to get to know um, both Catania as well as uh, her mom a bit more. It was so touching and just lovely to hear the two of you connect in that way. And with Ivory as well, you've known each other for so long. Yeah, Ivory and I, we, we've been like planets together. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> we always orbit around each other. And, you know, we had been trying to find time to connect and talk and just kind of go over our history together with the GLOW podcast. And I'm so happy that we were able to, you know, make that happen. But Ivory has been a friend and a colleague in both of my worlds as a dancer, as well as a fitness professional. And it's just, it was just such an honor to be able to like connect with her in that way. 
Yeah, thank you for doing that and, and for uh, sharing so much with us. Absolutely. You mentioned a, a bit about your background. You've had uh, extensive training across a, a variety of disciplines, uh, film, theater, commercial work. Uh, we'll link to your bio um, as well as the podcast episodes that we just mentioned um, in the show notes. Um, you know, given that you've had so much experience across the board and in, in this world, I, I don't know what would be the correct way to define this world, whether it be performance, art, entertainment, uh, et cetera. Um, you know, our team so much values the time they get to spend with glow instructors behind the scenes, you know, the whole onboarding process, like developing the relationship uh, with you, prepping for classes, et cetera. I asked our team what questions they think our members might like me to ask you. So I have a list of questions here. I, I know I won't get to all of them, uh, but the first is what is it like working behind the scenes with team glow? I would say for me, what I love mostly about the glow team is that they allow space for me to be creative. That's a large part of who I am, that creativity and the collaboration is ongoing. Um, I remember my first programming with Glow and we were doing this at the studio and I was so nervous because I wasn't sure what to expect. And they held my hand through the process. We put templates together. We, you know, they gave me feedback. I would give feedback. I've just felt supported the entire time. And when I got to the studio, the one thing that really let me just kind of ease myself in the process is that I was told, you know, the goal is six classes today, but if your body is telling you, no, maybe just five today, we can try tomorrow. And that was such a relief, especially coming from the dance background where you push, 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 push. You know, even when I was an athlete, you know, you push, push, push instead of listening to your body. And I just love that I was given an opportunity to listen to my body and be able to present where I was at that day, at that time. So I just felt supported fully across the board. And that's what I really, really enjoy about working with the team. Mm, I'm so proud to hear that. Yeah, they're awesome. Love all the producers. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the space to be creative, the ethos of collaboration, and past professional experiences of being pushed past the point of listening to your body in unhealthy ways. I get the sense you've taken what you've learned from those experiences and integrate them into how you currently teach. Like for example, like I'll hear you interweave language that is very supportive. It's in the spirit of guidance. You're inspiring people or inviting people to push past their comfort zones in ways that are healthy uh, and also inspire growth but you, you also invite them to feel okay about it if they don't in that moment. That's just some of what I love about your teaching. Thank you. I, I just think that we should all be able to show up how we can show up and honor ourselves in those moments. What do you do when you're feeling in the moment, like for your own personal movement practices? Like there must be days where uh, as a human, you're feeling like, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. Like, mm -hmm. What is that internal dialogue like for you? 
Um, you know, every morning I do a check-in with myself and I just kind of do a scan of like, how do I actually feel today? Emotionally, mentally, physically. And I take notice of what my week, my prior week was or my, the day before. And, um, there are times, you know, my calendar can get pretty full, <laughs> but then also, you know, if I can, I'll take things off the calendar and I'll, I'll listen to myself. And that I would say has been a process, you know, I would say probably within the last couple of years, I've really listened to myself and said, you know what, today might be a day of, you know, taking a nice little bath or sitting on the couch, or sometimes it might just be that I need to be out in nature and I need to smell fresh air and be around, you know, live, alive things, <laughs> not necessarily, right. you know, technology or social media or the TV, you know, sometimes it's just being outside and being in fresh air. And you mentioned that is a somewhat recent process for you in the last few years. Like what was it that that helped you kind of evolve into that, that way of being? Hmm. You know, um, some of the things that, you know, dancers or athletes don't talk about is the constant push for going past perfection. And I think, you know, going into fitness, there can be the ideal body. There can be this kind of quick fix to like what is perfect. And I remember someone telling me, you know, it is okay to not lift the 10 pounds. It is okay to not lift the heaviest, you know, circle band for your legs. You can let them know that you're also human. You're not a robot. And that clicked to me. And I was like, right, I'm not a robot. I'm a human being. I get tired. You know, I have my days and I've just given myself a bit more grace. Yeah, it's fascinating how we often have to hear that it's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's the case for myself as well, across a variety of, of life dimensions. Yeah. yeah, it's easy to get caught up in being busy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but in order to be effective in your busyness, you have to also recover and rest. Absolutely. Yeah, the busyness, the perfectionism, Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it seems like it's a, it's a never ending practice navigating mm -hmm. yeah, all of that absolutely. anxiety, yeah. burnout, stress, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay. So another question from my list, like we often hear directly from members that even though they haven't met glow instructors, they begin to feel this helpful connection that they mentioned persists after practicing with them on glow for some time. And we also often hear from teachers that uh, they meet GLOW members at their teacher trainings or their workshops, or even people will approach them out in public to say some version of, like, you don't know me, but I feel like I have a connection to you because I practice so much with you on GLOW. Is that your experience also? Uh, meaning are GLOW members approaching you out there in real life? It is, and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, my favorite is 
let's say I'm teaching a class in studio and someone would come up to me and say, I knew you were a, that girl, Katanya, on that Glow app. I used to take your classes. I take that one class. It's one of my favorite. And they'll tell me the exercise we did. I recognized your name on the list of the studio. And I was like, I have to take this class. I have to see her in person. So it's happened before. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we often hear that. It's, it doesn't surprise me. It's like, you know, you don't know me, but I know you. Uh-huh. Uh, because the way in which you prep for your class, the way you come across that connection that you're creating, what we hear often is that, uh, it's as if like you created that class for them personally. And is there anything that you do in terms of how you either prepare or, or teach online that you know, might help create that effect that people yeah, experience? Definitely. Um, Two things come to mind. The first thing is, so I was performing for Cirque du Soleil and we would do 10 shows a week. It's the same exact show, the same makeup, (laughs) the same performers, but the audience was never the same. And I had to figure out how to best give each new person a new show every time I showed up. And so I think about that often when I'm teaching and I'm saying to myself, this may be my 500th class for the app, but this might be a new member on Glow. I want to connect with that person. So that's the first thing I think about. Secondly, the pandemic really opened my eyes a lot to the value of community and connection. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to come back to Atlanta and be surrounded by my family daily. And that was lovely for me, but I really missed some of my family, you know, in LA at the studios that I would teach that I would see every Wednesday night or every Saturday morning. And I would say virtually the virtual world gave that opportunity to reconnect with them. And so it was then that I really realized like how much joy I get from connecting with people regardless of where they are. And, and I remember some, some of my clients would message me from South Africa or Australia and say, Oh, I'm taking class. I can't wait to see you. And it always just, it just made me so happy. And that sometimes that 30 minutes or 15 minutes or 45 minutes that I'm with someone, that that's an opportunity to create more community. And so that's what I really think about when I'm teaching is that it's a gift to be able to connect with people and to have a community in any kind of way, shape, form, or format, even if it's virtually. Hmm. So actively thinking about and feeling as though like I'm here, even though I'm talking to a camera, I'm here connecting with someone, many on the other side, wherever they yep. may be. That's yep. powerful. It, it also helps do it, you know, having to do the exercises with, you know, everyone. So I know when you're burning, I'm burning too. <laughs> when I say we're holding this plank and I'm shaking, I really am shaking. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm always so impressed how you all can still talk while being out of breath. It's... 
I think you so, just train, train, yeah. train, train. <laughs> 10 shows a week for Cirque du Soleil. That's a lot. Oh my God. 10 shows a week. Mm -hmm. That must be harsh on the body. Oh, it was definitely. But we had uh, physio there. We also had Pilates instructors there to help keep us in shape. So it was manageable in that way. I know you're passionate about Pilates. Is there anything you're developing in that space? And what else has your attention right now? Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I am deepening my education and training around Pilates. Um, Pilates, as yoga, it is a practice. And there's always so much more to learn. And so I am... Um, working with this program out in Boulder, Colorado, and I'll be exploring different apparatuses and how to apply that with Pilates. Um, but I am specifically interested in working with special populations, postpartum, prenatal, um, I would say like 60 and above. I often find that I get those clients and I have intuitive sense and I do know the general broad scope of what's safe for them. I'm always going to keep them safe. Um, but it's very interesting to me to dive deeper into the body and its understanding with movement. So that's something that I'm looking forward to and excited to gain that knowledge and be able to bring it to glow as well. Nice. That's exciting. I look forward to that. Yeah. Is there anything specific that inspired you to start working with special populations? Yeah, um, I would say my mom and my dad. My mom, you know, being a midwife, she works with a lot of, you know, pregnant women. And we often have conversations about how our worlds can come together. Sometimes I wish I had the passion of midwifery. I don't, and that's okay. <laughs> but I do have the passion that um, of sharing and helping people. And I just want to be able to lend my services to my mom's service as well. And, you know, put, bring those worlds together. And then my dad, my dad, um, he had an opportunity to get hip surgery probably a few decades ago now and decided not to. And that kind of shifted into, um, he has, arthritis of the spine. And I'm always just kind of at loss of how to help him. And I know that there's, there are things that I can do to help him. And so I'm hoping that I will gain some knowledge in that way that I can also help my father just move around the house, you know, be at more ease with his body and whatnot. Mm, I like that. Yeah. yeah. As my, as my parents are one in his eighties and my mom approaching yeah her 80s i it's it's become more poignant for me mm -hmm. for sure like what does it mean to me in terms of these next few decades for myself and as i enter um this this other half of life and yeah it's that definitely front of mind for me as well for, yeah. for, for for my reasons so many of our members we know are, are interested in in how our teachers navigate things like stress and anxiety and burnout. Is that something you'd feel comfortable talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all, you know, find ourselves dealing with 
anxiety, stress, burnout. And something that I do is I really just try to honor when my body is telling me it's time to rest. So some things that I do is I try to get seven to eight hours of sleep. I know that I can't really operate with less than six hours of sleep without feeling stressed the next day. Um, I also learned a chant that is used for calming the nervous system. And so I usually do that on my drive into work because at least in Atlanta, we have some nutty drivers <laughs> and I try to bring ease and calmness <laughs> to my route. And, um, things I've just learned to cut out, you know, as I've gotten older, um, I might drink half a glass of wine a week and that's starting to dwindle down to no wine at all. Uh, I don't think I'll ever cut out my chocolate. I love my chocolate. That brings me joy. And just sitting still, like it's okay to sit still, let go of looking at your emails or your calendar, um, or even social media. I just try to really listen to myself and honor where I am in that time and space. And I would say most of the time I'm successful and there are times when I'm not, and that's okay too, you know? Um, but I would say overall movement has always been my nugget of happiness. It's always relieved stress for me it's always brought happiness and joy into my life. And so I would say that that's been the best way that I have been able to relieve anxiety right at the moment and say, okay, maybe I just need to go for a walk or maybe let me do some, a few sit-ups, some jumping jacks or turn on my favorite song and dance around the house. Yeah, I'm, I do need between seven and eight hours. If I get less than that, I definitely feel it in terms of sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Alcohol no longer works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I used to love drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but sitting still is hard. A lot of people find sitting still extremely hard. Like how, for those wanting, to, who are interested in, in what you just said and, and want to find uh, a way to do it themselves, what do you recommend people do? I would say guided meditation is always great. And there's so many fantastic instructors on glow that could help with that. Um, something I also like to do is I'll put on the sound of the ocean. For some reason, for me, water in any capacity just naturally calms me and it helps ground me. And so that's helped as well. Also, maybe even put on a timer, try two minutes of sitting still. Do that a couple of days a week and then maybe challenge yourself to do it more during the week. And then it, when you feel like those two minutes feel like two seconds, try five minutes. Nice. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite hobbies or non-fitness activities that, that might surprise people? Uh, let's see. Well, so I did a show recently and it would seem like a, a duh moment, <laughs> but <laughs> I learned how to uh, climb silks. 
And so I've caught the aerial bug. When I was at Cirque, I never did that. I know that's some people are like, well, you were with Cirque. No, I never did any aerial work before. And so that has been like a new hobby that I've been really excited about. And I had no idea that I had certain muscles that needed to be activating. Like there are these tiny muscles in between your fingers that you need. You need that grip strength for the fabric as you're climbing up. Uh, so aerial work. I love hiking. My mother and sister, they have a hiking group for um, pregnancy, you know, to help and support pregnant women in Atlanta. So I'll go on hikes with them sometimes on Sundays. That's always lovely. And when I say that I love chocolate, honestly, sitting still and eating a little piece of yummy, delicious quality chocolate is a fantastic hobby. <laughs> Past time <laughs> for me. <laughs> dark chocolate or some other? You know, type? dark chocolate, if it is milk chocolate, still more on the like semi-sweet side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of sugar in there. Exactly. Yeah. No white chocolate. And by the way, white chocolate is not chocolate. I was having this argument with someone else the other day. <laughs> uh, what is it? It's just milk, cream, and sugar. That's it. There's no cacao <laughs> in it. No cocoa, nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a conspiracy out there. Somehow, somehow white chocolate got named chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. Someone, someone's got to uncover that story. <laughs> are there any behind the scenes routines that you do before a class or do you just jump right into it mm, well any routines that i might do before teaching a class i might just take a couple of moments to just check in with my body make sure things feel good um outside of that you know the thing, you know, what the listeners don't know is that we have 15 minutes to set up our space. And so the logistics that we do is, you know, I make sure that my mat is center. I make sure my lights are working well and they're aiming towards me. Make sure I have the correct equipment. Make sure my timer is on and ready to go. And so I would say those are probably like the logistical things that I do. But outside of that, mostly just checking in with my body, making sure I feel good and ready to go. And do you have anything coming up either online or out there in the world that you'd like to announce anything that, that people can attend or, or can find you? Yes, I am so excited. I am leading hosting my first retreat in Costa Rica, nice. July 22nd through the 28th. I am so excited for, about this retreat. It involves Pilates, sound baths there's going to be another leader on the trip as well and she will be doing all of the guided meditation and yoga and it's just really exciting i i love traveling it always motivates me and inspires me to be in other cultures and be around other people and i have found when i've done retreats is that it often gives me like a spiritual, it's like spiritual food in some kind of way. And I'm just excited to be able to offer that to others. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah. It's really, exciting. Where, 
Like, how can people learn more? Yeah. So you can either find me on the social platforms of Instagram and then in my bio, there's a link that will connect you there right away to the workshop, to the, to the workshop. Yes. Okay. To the retreat. All right. right. Awesome. Well, we'll put a link to that also in in the show notes, uh, as well as your website. Um, and I think, I think we're coming off on the, the end here. Is there anything else that, that I, you'd like to point out or say that, I just want to highlight some other instructors that I love, that I thoroughly enjoy learning from and taking class with. Jason, I love Annie Carpenter. Just the wealth of knowledge that she has is incredible. Jenny, I feel like Jenny and I have been in the same world together, but I've never met. I love Jenny's. Jenny Del Pozo, I don't know how to say her last name correctly, But I love her classes. And of course, Ivory, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love hearing uh, yeah, people who are teaching on GLOW, who their favorite GLOW instructors are. Um, mm-hmm. Our team has put together most of the questions that I've asked you here today. And uh, I know that one in particular, they're going to enjoy hearing from Oh, from lovely. <laughs> Katanya, this has been amazing. You're inspiring. Thank you so much for, like I said, hosting the episodes that you did for the GLOW podcast, uh, as well as being an instructor on GLOW. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Always such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to our entire team behind the scenes at GLOW. I'm so grateful for your care and commitment to serving our members around the world. Thank you to our teachers for so beautifully sharing your gifts and talents. I'm also grateful to our lovely community of GLOW members. You've supported us since 2008, and because of you, we get to continue to do the work we love. It's the combined support of our team, our teachers, and our community that grants me the privilege to continue to bring you the GLOW podcast. Thank you to Lee Schneider, our Red Cub agency, for production support. And the beautiful music you're hearing now is by Carrie Rodriguez and her husband, Luke Jacobs. And remember, take care of yourself because our world needs you. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. You can find The Glow Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or glo.com slash podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Derek Mills.